The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome everybody in to another edition of the NFL Mox Podcast. Jake Shavink here as always and with me as always. I love starting that way because it's, you know, I love repeating as always. And I did it a third time. Nate Williamson's here. How you doing? As always, I'm doing great. You want to make it five? You know, you can if you're feeling it. We can, as always, make we, it five. We are the As so, Always Podcast. Yeah, this this is the as always podcast on NFL Mox is what it's called actually. Um, so yeah, coming to you guys on Wednesday night. You'll hear this Thursday. Um, we're we're finally getting onto the three week. We yeah. promised y'all, and and we're on it. So you're welcome. To those who listen. Um, so yeah, earlier this week uh, we put together uh, fixing the Falcons. Um, kind of to Nate's chagrin, but. Now, we get to move on to fix the Cowboys tonight. Thanks, Tyler Browning. Big That's fan. That's guy. Good friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. And so he wanted us to fix Dallas. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. And that's going to be pretty much the show. Because uh, we got a lot to go through. Um, Nate, I, I, we were talking before we even started that free agency is going to be a whirlwind with this team. As is the draft, and they only have six picks. So, here we are. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to work with, but they've got a lot of free agents. It's a mess. It really is, and I feel like just there's not enough. There just isn't enough picks for them right now at, at six picks to to address enough where I mm-hmm. feel comfortable, you know, saying this is a well-rounded team, you know, that can yeah. contend for a Super Bowl heading into 2020. And... What to make things worse now? I it could be smoke. It's it's draft season. It probably is smoke. But Jerry Jones talking about making a big splash in the draft. Yeah. To me, that's not that doesn't mean hey yeah we're trading back. 
No, it doesn't. If anything, trading up. But right, really, uh, yeah, it's probably smoke. I mean, for Pete's sake, we're spending six hours a day. People are arguing whether Taysom Hill can play football. Like, they're looking for anything right now. People are just Look, looking for things. I was gonna comment on it on your on that tweet of yours because I'm just like Nate. This I was thinking to myself, Nate. This is peak off season, and it sucks. Yeah, it does. Because people we need to have spend to... more time watching tape. Yes, I just, you know, just, I, it's hard to engage in anything, like, NFL-based, like, based on what's already happened. Like, the season's done, and we have now, what, just maybe under seven months until we start again. So, I get time. it. People want to talk their teams, and again, we Nate and I love to talk our teams. We love to talk a lot of teams, but we're not going to get into the juvenile discussions about Taysom Hill, whatever he is, or, you know... Probably there's gonna something's gonna come up already. Probably there's already talk about you know oh Lamar and and Mahomes are you know just destined to be great and everybody's forgetting about right. Russell Wilson and Seahawks fans are triggered. It's like just chill. Which is understandable. Like it's just just chill, just chill. Like we, it's a community. We have fun. Yeah. Please. And like again, that's not gonna. Who remove we? the supersize log from your derriere and move on with your day like yeah but that's how it goes and so i can't wait um to deal with i feel like colt's twitter will be fine i feel like colt's twitter part. seems pretty tame i think so like you've we're been gonna to find out they're like those people are like pretty tame i would say people we're gonna like, find out like they're passionate don't get me wrong it's a great yeah. team but like they don't strike me as like they seem smarter than a lot of fan bases that I won't name. I don't know. Yeah, I would say so. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. <clears throat> it's yeah, a different I, culture around that football team. Yeah, I think so. It it'll be interesting. Hopefully we'll see. We'll see. But it should be fun. Um But yeah, so Dallas Cowboys. I just so, we're going to start on a spot track here to mm. get things rolling. So, according to spot track, the estimated cap space heading into free agency for this team, $73 million, Almost 74 So... Nate, I think there's a, a bit, pretty big elephant in the room that we should probably discuss right off the bat. Right. That's Dak Prescott. Yeah. So there, there's so much swirling on this because everybody wants to be the first to break, you know, Prescott signing or Prescott being franchised or, you know, whatever's going to happen there. And so it seems like Prescott wants 40 a year and I don't know if the Cowboys are going to budge from their 32 or 33. Mm. Spotrek has, has the calculated value of Prescott at 33 million a year. Nate, would you pay Prescott 33 million a year to stay in a Cowboys uniform? Dear God, I guess if we're following the logic of how much you paid Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like we look at like what Matt Ryan's making. Look at what Rodgers is making, you know. And, and I mean, 
the, the quarterback value is going to keep going up. I think yeah, Prescott naturally. is good enough to get this team far in the playoffs. I really mm-hmm. do. I think there's a lot set well around him. And I think bringing in Mike McCarthy as kind of a, not a splash hire, but a good hire. Like it's not a, it's, it's not one where you're going to be boom bust, right? Right. Exactly. It's going to be that, you know, even keeled, like, you know, he's, he's safe. He's a safe we selection. Know, we know Mike McCarthy by now. We know, yes. we know him. We know how he is. Like we, right. you know what you're gonna get, right? And so, which is good and, and in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think he had a, again. He had a great run in Green Bay, and it, you know, it was time for a change there. And he's he's talked about how he's hired people, you know, to change his, you know, his outlook on offense and how things need to be run in today's NFL, you know. And so, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table. Um, once the season starts, we got a long way to fill that though. Yeah. It's going to be more interesting to see if he has a hand in what they do in free agency and in the draft. So Prescott, we're paying him, I think is what we were trying to get around to. Now you think this team can go far in the playoffs with Prescott? Yes. Okay. I actually don't have any doubts that he's not the issue like i i I agree fully sure of it i agree i think i think we've seen enough and i think i think i was cautious after his rookie season because i'm like okay we've seen people shoot out of a cannon their rookie year right yeah for sure and kind of come back to earth we've you know we saw rg3 do it then it's maybe more injury related than anything um you know we've seen i mean baker mayfield came crashing down a little bit this this past season. Yeah. And so we have to, you know, I just wanted to see more out of Prescott and he's, he's proven me wrong. And I think he's, I think he's pretty darn good. I think there's a lot to like, mm-hmm. um, and the way you pay him Zeke, going for, I think signifies you have to pay your quarterback. That's right. That's who you pay on an offense. I mean, and your yeah. offensive line, we always say pay your offensive line, not your running back, but the Cowboys decided to do the Cowboys. Both, really? The Cowboys paid their offensive line. Yeah, they kind of did both. Let's, yeah. Like so if you don't pay your quarterback, paid, I'll just be really confused. Right. And, and when we're talking about paid folks on the offensive line, Zach, Mar- Zach Martin's getting 15 mil the next two years. Yeah. 15-8, 15-8, 13-5-14 to finish it out. At least up to twenty twenty four. I don't know. Even if Travis a free agent Frederick is at eleven point nine. Right, and now. then Tyron Smith's at over thirteen is thirteen Oof. and a half plus in three of his next four years and his contract. So and he has a have, restructuring bonus in a play. Right, and then you have Lyle Collins, who's only getting eight eight nine in twenty twenty, but gets that up to eleven and then twelve and a half two seasons after that. So. There's a lot of money in the line, and it's very good. It's a great line, and I think having Connor Williams there as a draft pick at guard for at least the next two seasons is good for them. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking beforehand, Nate, who do you think – I can let you do it because – so we're talking about one guy we're cutting from the O-line. Yeah. We were talking about Cameron Fleming. He's like right. backup tackle for them. His cap hit is at five point one million, and honestly, when you're paying your backup tackle that much, and he doesn't see the field, it's good to have a backup. Don't get me wrong; it's good to have a backup, yes. but not this backup, and not for that much money. He's at a base of four million, 
I mean, yeah. that that's just expensive for what you're getting out of him in terms of production. And in a deep offensive free agent class, in a deep draft class, I think, in my opinion, it's not it's not super top-heavy, but it's pretty well-weighted. Right. It's tough to justify that when you don't have cap room to pay these other guys because you've got guys like Amari Cooper on that that you have to pay or let walk, and it's tough. Right, and so I, I don't, yeah, I don't think, you know, five million is worth it for him. Now, if they were to, you know, get rid of his option and maybe bring him back for two, three million, we could talk probably. Right. About that down the road. But the key right now is you have an O line in place and we need, you know, Dak Prescott on this team next year. And I also feel like, Nate, you were about to say we need Amari Cooper on this team as well. Yeah. And it's not hard to see why based on what Dallas has at at wide receiver if they let him walk. Now, I get it. The, the class is deep. But look, you have Amari Cooper in, in the house. Like, I get it. You know, at 17, are you in a position to potentially – Get someone like Henry Ruggs, potentially. That's not a guarantee. And again, if you want to move up a couple spots, but again, you have to build this team. So I don't know what your thoughts are, Nate, on Cooper. I think you need Cooper. Look at the freaking wide receiver core you have behind him. I agree. It's kind of like if the Saints had this situation with Michael Thomas, honestly. And I mean, maybe a little bit more so for them because mm-hmm. he literally had all their targets this year. But Cooper is that much of an impact for this core. So it's important. And Cooper's still young. I don't remember exactly how young he is, but he's still young. I think he's, I want to say. It's like mid-20s, yeah. right? I think he's 20. 26? 26 or 27. So, yeah, my point, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, yeah. So, basically, I'm cutting camera fumbling. I want to sign Cooper if we can. Cooper and Dak is going to be a big part of that. And when you spend that much money on your free agency just on those two guys, you're really going to have to hit on the few draft picks that you have. Right. And so, okay. So, we're in agreement here. that We're, we're going through uh, Spotrack's... Um, like, uh, what is it, roster manager? Is that what they call it? Something yeah, I like think that. so. So It says roster manager. <laughs> right. So let's, yeah. Hey. But, uh, so yeah, I put, so here's what I think. I think, you know, we see where, like, where the split is as far as what Dallas wants to give Dak and what Dak wants. I'm going to meet someone in the middle. I'm going to give him 35. And I think that's a decent spot to meet in the middle. And then I'm giving Cooper market price at 19. Makes so sense. that means that we are in a position. And I cut Fleming. So are we caught up now? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. So you're signing so, Dak and Cooper. So I signed Dak and Cooper and I cut Fleming. So now they're sitting at 24. And so now we bring up the idea of do you want to bring really do you really want to bring back Randall Cobb? I get it that, you know, Mike McCarthy's there. So it potentially I kind of wouldn't I'd rather have an influx of, you know, a younger guy come in 
and and push guys like you know Noah Brown and, and Devin Smith who got you know some playing time in in 2019. But you don't have to spend a high draft pick now in a deep class because you're not looking for a number one or even maybe a number two receiver. You're kind of looking for a number three. Right. So I think bringing Cooper back is huge because that eliminates at least one part um, that needs major addressing. So the other thing, Nate, is Byron Jones is a free agent. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on... Bring him back versus letting him go. Whew. Well, we don't have a lot to work with in terms of draft, so I would say it probably depends on how much we can get him to sign for here. I don't know what right. his market value would be off the top of I'm my assuming head. It, I'm assuming his market value is going to be around... $13, 14000000 million. Mm. would be my guess. What's he signed on for right now? I assume it's still his rookie deal. Yeah, that yeah, actually. Sorry, that was So, question. no, you're okay. <laughs> you're all right. You're all right. Um, I don't know what he made in his last year as a rookie. It's probably it's I mean, he's a first round pick, so I mean, probably a decent bit. Probably a decent bit. So, honestly, yeah, I'm okay with him coming back. I really do. I like to think this team had the pieces that it needs and you want to try and keep it together as much as you can. Because mm-hmm. I am just I, that kind of manager. And I think you can do well. He's 27. He was 27th overall, by the way. I just Googled that. Um, and his contract's four for 8.6. Okay. So he is unrestricted, so you're going to probably have to throw a little bit more money at him than you would probably like to. Because I think other teams will probably jump on somebody like that. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think... I'm good with him coming back. Okay, I think, like you said, other teams. I think Miami, the Jets. Um, Try and think who else. I don't know how much cap space the Raiders have off the top of my head. Right. That's another team that could definitely use a corner. Obviously, I, I don't think the Jaguars have a lot of space. They obviously would like a replacement for Ramsey. Right. So you're looking at probably a market that may push his value up. Yeah, I would so say so. It's are not you exactly re- the deepest cornerback market. Right. And so are you going to... So you, so Nate and I, we've kind of taken different approaches in in drafts. We usually do that. Like our, for our Dolphins one and, and Falcons one, we've gone different directions. And we've had different... We had different free agents for the Dolphins one. We kind of stayed pretty similar for Atlanta. Yeah, pretty... We could, in theory, go different directions here. Do you want to go as if we don't re-sign him, and I'll go as if we do re-sign him? I think that's fine. That'll give you so, some space to play with in the cap, and then I'll yeah work through the draft really. Okay. Yeah. It's so not Nate, a you're quarterback. Gonna... Great quarterback class, in my opinion. So it's gonna be fun. Should be interesting. Um. Yeah, I just don't. I here's what I'm doing though for sure, and I, here's what I'll say. So I'm gonna let him walk. However, I am going to bring back first Anthony Brown, um, who uh, I, I believe got hurt this past season, but I think he's been pretty good in the slot and on the and on the perimeter um, in his time uh, with the Cowboys, and he'll command much less, but I still think he'll be a great player to keep in that secondary. So I'm signing him. Mm. Then um, 
Blake Jarwin's been a pretty decent tight end. I don't like the tight end class that much. So I think he can be good enough. And he's a restricted free agent. So I'm bringing him back. And where else? I had one other guy I was thinking about bringing back. Who was he? Malik Collins is somebody I'm going to bring back also. Also, no, Michael Bennett's a free agent. Right. And so that pass rush. Robert Quinn is also a free agent. So everything is falling apart, I think, whether you'd like it this to or not. This is so much. There's so much at, for, like in free agency. I'm here. pretty and, sure I, I've realized exactly why free agency is my least favorite part of trying to figure these things out. It, it is difficult. And so I, I think Michael Bennett is a free agent is probably going to command near double digits. Yeah. Um, even though, yeah, and at Robert Quinn, he, he potentially could. I'm going to bring back Robert Quinn. Thank God you have Demarcus Lawrence signed. Right? Yeah, so I'm going to bring back Robert Quinn. So I'm going to sign those three, and I'll play to their market value. Anthony Brown's is about $4 million. Blake Jarwin's is about equal to that also. You know what? I have a strategy. We're good. We're going to okay. do this. So we're good. I'm re-signing the big three. Keeping those guys. Okay. And maybe your... fiddling a little bit with the cap room. But I already messed mine up, so okay. I can't really see how much is left. But it's next to okay. mine. Okay. It's next So I have, I still have double digits uh, as far as millions in cap space. Okay, so you could literally just bring back tons. So I could bring back... I think I'm going to bring back Malik Collins as well, and I don't think it'll be that much. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I changed my mind. I think... It's going to depend on what his value is, but Tyron Crawford's there um, on the D-line, and not much else. Dorrance Armstrong, Daniel Wise, Justin Hamilton. Daniel Wise was someone I thought was pretty decent coming out of Kansas last year. Potential to grow in that role. Um, I decided against Robert Quinn, and I'm going to bring back Millie Collins instead. Okay, final decision. <laughs> so we both are kind of a little strapped as far as cap space. But Nate decided to bring back Byron Jones. Byron Jones. And I went, you know, Brown, Jarwin, and, and Malik Collins. And Dak attack. Yeah, and Dak and, and Cooper, obviously. Yeah, which was a good So, yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. And now, and I just, I feel like, do you know how much cap space you have? Does it say no, on there? No, I don't. I messed it up. Oh, if I don't know it if you typed, goofy. if you haven't typed in everything, because it won't show unless you've typed in all the values that you want. No, it didn't, and oh, okay. then I crossed out of it to go look so at some other things. I have uh, thirteen eight. Whoops. Left. Sorry, <laughs> Cowboys a, fans. We're which is broke. Almost enough to bring Jones back. That's so funny. But yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna, uh, you know, move on. Let Sorry, Jones Zeke. Walk. We are cutting your cereal budget in half. Yeah. <laughs> We're broke. Yeah. Okay. No more so. spilling it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Stop spilling it. We can't afford all these Salvation Army kettles that you break <laughs> jumping into. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> uh, um, actually, I think okay. I can fix it here. How much should we say Amari would probably fetch? 
I put 19. That makes about right. 19, 1, 2, 3. Yeah. I put Dak at 35, and then I said Byron Jones might be around 14-ish, 13, 14. Right. Is my initial thought. Cap space is gone. <laughs> yeah, cap space is interesting at this point, and yeah. Okay. Man, we are just eating a We are enjoying party. ourselves this evening. Bye, everybody. I hope so, you've enjoyed your stay with this team. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your stay at NFL Mox. Uh, we're tired. We can't do the same more. The Cowboys, uh, good luck. No, I'm just... I can't even do math. Uh, it's fun. Okay. So are you kind of... Are you set oh, there? Interesting. What do you got? Uh, for some reason, it's telling me I have 26 left in cap space, but that makes no sense. No. Yeah. I know. You should have like seven. This thing is on crack. I, also, yeah. I feel like an old person trying to navigate this. We're just going to go with seven, <laughs> and I'm going to try and find somebody. I think somebody that's here where it'll it. be around. What do you give Jones? 13, 14, something like that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. 13? Four, yeah. Which one? Uh, Wait, hold on. 14. Cause, so if you gave – okay, 14. So if you gave that and Cooper, so that would be 33 for those two. And then Dak, you gave 30 what? Uh, 33 flat. 33 flat. Okay. So you'd have – yeah, you'd have around seven. Okay. Sorry for all the math calculation stuff. The only negative to doing this live. Mouth words, memory times. Okay. Um, all right. It's mock draft time. And we've been doing these things live the past couple times. I think it's been fun. I think it's better that way. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it this way. And so I I flirted with the idea to start. I flirted with the idea of trading back. Yeah. And still after seeing what the return is, I've decided that I'm not doing that. So... Here we are, and we're going to restart this mock draft machine. In the meantime, if I've decided loads. on the player that I'm going to sign with my seven. Okay. And just hope that seven is enough, because the estimation is seven four. What do you got? Eric Ebron. Interesting. We're bringing a tight end. Eric Ebron. It's intriguing. I'm making purposeful moves here. I don't like the tight end draft class quite as much. Oh, I I don't like it. People are going to be very, very uh, early to take tight ends, let's say, that need them. There's, that's, but yeah, that could potentially happen. Just because they'll slide up. You'll see guys like Troutman go really early because of hype and the lack of real clear cut favorites. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Just for reference. I never mind. I, I'm not gonna lock that in yet. Well, never mind. So now we're gonna transition here into uh, mock draft uh, on the TDN mock draft machine. And Cowboys have six picks well, in the 2020 NFL draft. And with we we filled some needs, Nate. Let's say. Yeah. I you have you brought Jones 
um, Cooper and Prescott all back. Then he went after Eric Ebron. I went after, I went with Cooper and Prescott also, but I took, I brought back Jarwin, Malik Collins, and Anthony Brown. So I have a cornerback need. Nate, not as much. So that'll play into how we pick, I think. Um, oh, certainly. In the first round, especially. Yes. First round, especially. So, I, yeah. So do you want to go first, Nate, or should I go first to start us off? You know what? You can go first. All right. I'll go first. Um, so let's see. Pick 17. I'm not trading back. I'm sticking with this pick. And I think, so you you took this guy, I think, in the first round for the Falcons, if I remember correctly. Uh, potentially. I think you did. So, well, I'm going to take him here. Because I won't overlap my guys in my drafts. But we may overlap with each other in different teams. And I think that's okay. Yeah, I don't think it really matters, honestly. Yeah, I'm going Christian Fulton here at a, at a, a 17. I think the man cover uh, mirror skills are on point. Um, again, cornerbacks aren't perfect, so there's is there going to be some not so great reps out there? Yeah, because he's going against you know Rugs, who's got a lot of speed, Judy, and obviously guys like Ross and Higgins in the championship game. And I do think. He does have timing issues, timing, you know, jump balls, timing contested plays downfield. However, in short and intermediate area, his man cover skills are great. And so, he is my pick. Okay. And I and I know Nate's a big fan. Yeah, I like Christian Fulton. I do. I don't like him on the Cowboys. That's fair. And that's a good thing. No, that's a good thing. So That's yeah, I mean it's fair and it, it, yeah. And totally I took him in our Always Blue mock as well and got plaudits from Tyler. Did you really? So clearly you've been taking notes from me. Yes. Always. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Always taking notes from Nate. You know I am. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to address a so similar need discuss. here. But I brought Byron Jones back, so I'm going to draft Xavier you McKinney did. in the safety spot. That's who I wanted to draft. So that's who I'm going to go with. And then I don't even know when our next pick is. Is it? second do they have a second no yes 50 yes they right? do they do yes 51 they don't have a sixth or a fifth okay so we just let me forward, let me make sure but you can you can discuss i'll find that out really quick okay well the next pick i'm gonna have to look at actually for a second because i'm not entirely sure how my board has fallen here but so nate why do you like xavier mckinney why do i like xavier mckinney yes i i like what i saw from him at alabama um, in terms of coverage, uh, we'll just break it down a little bit here. I think he's fluid in acceleration, uh, pretty good. His tackling, I this is one of my favorite things because this is just the kind of person that I am. He plays with an attitude, like coming down and smacking guys all year long. He did that. He likes to attack the football, and he's also got great zone cover skills. He might not have the range to go out there and play center field by himself, but that's one of the things that you're going to have to deal with. And honestly, he really showed out this year and showed what he can do. And I think it's going to be great. I think I'd like to play him in a lot of zone man coverage. Is he elite? No, but he's a safety. So I'm good with it. All right. 
yeah, I think that's pretty darn good assessment. Yes, so you can play him on the back end. Yeah. You can play him up near the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And uh, as much as I really think the Cowboys need interior line help, I can't do it here at 51. There's nobody left in my board that I would take at 51. Well, oh, yeah. Did actually, you have... Yeah, there is. I lied. There's one. Oh, there is one for me, too, and I don't... Uh, I is it Lecky like Foto for you? No, it's someone else. Okay, he, he's there for me, but it's Raekwon Davis is the one I'm thinking of. Okay, Raekwon's yours. Mine's yeah. Justin Medwike. Oh, okay. Actually. But, oh, man. He's not I, there on mine. <laughs> gosh dang, do I love his game, but... He went at I 40. Just... Carolina, or not the Carolina, the Cardinals. Yeah, that's a good pick for them, I think. I just can't, Nate, pass this guy up. Okay. I just cannot do it. And and it really hurts that I can't pick Medwike, but I gotta go Ashton Davis here. Oh yeah, address the safety. Um I got this secondary needs work. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Obviously Jeff He's a free agent. Yep, yep. So they may not bring him back. And and there's and there's that potential. So and I didn't bring back Byron Jones. So right now, uh Anthony Brown's holding it down for me. Okay. And well, I, I need idea. some help. Obviously, Fulton's there now, too, at least for me on my team. And I love the range and the instincts that, that Davis has. And I think if you turn on his game against Oregon, he he made it difficult for Justin Herbert, someone I think we both can say has a chance to be a very good quarterback in mm-hmm. the NFL. Certainly has a chance to. And so... Yeah, I, I love the range. He's definitely got track speed. He's he ran track and, and I think he's, you know, more hard nosed than people realize. So we're building the secondary. All there right. We well, you're gonna build the secondary. I am gonna take a little bit of a risk here with how I think this draft is gonna fall, which is probably gonna bite me in the butt and I'm gonna get yelled at for it. But T. Higgins is here on the board, and I'm okay. gonna take T. Higgins for a size. Wow. There wasn't any real interior or edge that I wanted. We did let an edge rusher go, but there wasn't really any edge that I wanted left. So. Okay. Such is life. Now we have a wide receiver. Hmm. And all of the defensive linemen that I would have taken are still there. That's that's good news. I just, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, hey, get three good wide receivers in that offense and prosper. I have yeah. no problem with that. No problem with that. I don't think it interferes with Amari at all. I think they are very different. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think T. Higgins is somebody that obviously can win in contested spots, and I think he's really good back shoulder um, type of adjustment guy, good hands. I just, for me, there's not not much like super elite unless we see him run like sub four five. Yeah, you I know? mean, but it's also not like you're taking him in the first round with. The oh, I know, I know, no, no, I know, no, no, I know. You I'm can just only saying. Knock I think I think second or third round candidate so hard. Oh, I know. I I totally understand that. I think, like I said, I think he brings a lot to the table, and I think Dak Prescott is a great fit for him. And like you said, he's very complimentary to Amari Cooper. 
who is again, yeah, he's a vertical wide receiver, but he's also you know crisp early separator. Right. Then you have Gallup, who's again a more vertical linear type player. And so to have someone with like the instincts and IQ that Higgins has, I like it. So, so then, whose turn is it again? I forgot. It's mine. Oh, okay. Pick eighty two. I don't love the D line this year. I don't love the edge that's here. Okay. I'm about to do a thing. Oh, no. So you went receiver in round two. I'm going receiver in round three. Okay. So I I think Randall Cobb brought something to this offense. I think there's a place for somebody who can operate well in the slot and be a quick separator and and be someone that Dak can trust. So, with that said, I'm taking KJ Hill. Ah, see, that's somebody that I like on that Cowboys offense too, so I I I, 100% approve. I like this pick there. And I know I the D line is great. In hope that he was still there. <laughs> and I, hey, I yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I, yeah, I would love his fit there. I think he's going to be a quick separator, and I think he makes things. It'll make things a lot easier for Dak, and I think it'll make things easier for Mike McCarthy to design game plan when you've got guys who can separate quickly mm. in Cooper and Hill now. So, and of course, you have Tony Pollard who you can use in a lot of different ways. So yes, Nate, pick eighty-two. This is a tough one. There's not like? a hole left here on my board that I'm yeah, like I know. loving at the spots of need. The Cowboys need a lot of spots that aren't quite gonna be strong at this part of the draft. I know. I am not a. F- I was not a fan of what was there at edge. I don't know about you. Um, I was just. Not. I'm not. I'm not. But I filled a lot of other things too. Cause like. Bradley and I was gone. Right. That hurts. So I didn't like that. And I just don't believe enough in guys behind him on the board to do anything. So I get it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. If we said that I didn't take Eric Ebron, I would have an easy pick here. But you got like got like Hunter Bryan or somebody? Oh no, nobody fell that far. Um the well, maybe that wouldn't even be falling, but that's a whole other discussion for another. Maybe Traubman. <laughs> Traubman was there for sure. Okay. Um, okay. but for there right now, I actually am going to go with somebody who I think is a little bit underdeveloped as a pass rusher and probably as a run defender. The instincts aren't there, but he is a crazy good athlete and when you watch this guy, the bend and the burst that he has I really, really like it. And I I think there's room to work. He's 6'4". He doesn't use his hands great, but sometimes he's very deliberate with it in the way that he attacks. But other times he just buries himself in the guy. So it's a little bit underdeveloped, but hopefully Darrell Taylor can make a little bit more of an impact going forward. Ooh, I like it. Had to fill that need. At the I edge. like it. I I think the need on the edge is key. Yes, 
And so, speaking of getting help on the edge, round four, I think we got to do it. I'm going Kenny Willekes out See, of that was Michigan that I was State. Too. Yeah, I think, again, he's a high-motor player, and I think him defending the run, he, gosh, he competes, and he is physical, great hands, strong hands, and that grip strength is incredible to just to get off blocks and make play, impact plays in the backfield, and so... I think there's definitely he's not going to be the best athlete, not a lot of twitch, but I I think he's solid in the fourth. Back to you. Well, I just saw that Jay Bowmeister was revived using a defibrillator last night. I did not know that. Oh wow! I knew that he had fainted, but I didn't know that. Dang, that's crazy. Anyway, sorry, not NFL related. Uh, it's okay. So we're back with one thirteen. I've filled yes. safety here, edge. And a wide receiver, too. Um, I already re-signed a cornerback. We really need some pressure on the interior here. Let's go ahead and see who's left. Okay, that's a big pile of poop. Um, yeah. Hmm. Big pile of it. You know what? Yes, what? Uh, well, I'm thinking. Hold on. Okay, so... We're coming back here. Does that make sense? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. This is tough. There are not a lot of guys left that I'm like in love with here. I guess it's round four, though, so I can't. I understand. You know what? Okay. Let's hear it. Nope. We can't do that, actually. I changed my mind. Sorry. Uh, we're going to actually go back and do this. So we're going to take Shane Lemieux from Oregon. Okay. Okay. And address a little bit of the backup or maybe even starting at the guard spot eventually for this offensive line. All right. I like it. Shane Lemieux is a very, very strong guard. Yeah. Very he's strong. got the physical tools that you want, especially for some, like a team that runs, which I can't really speak a whole lot to what the Cowboys run. Sorry, just don't pay that much attention. In like a gap huh. power kind of offensive system. That's For sure. Thing, right? I'm not just pulling that out. Of no, that is not. That is a thing. And that is 100% like, a thing. If you're reliant on him inside to move people, yep, that's it. Yeah. I actually think he's an okay mover. Well, that's as good. Much as, there you go. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Shane Lemieux in round four for Nate. All right. I actually did my next two picks already, so I'm ready to go. Oh, uh, nice. Round five, um, I went McTelvin Agam, uh, interior D-line Arkansas. I, like we said, we need pass rush help on the interior. Uh, is he very disciplined in run defense? No, but can bring him in and get pressure on the quarterback. Done, Nate. Uh, wow, that was really fast. Tapping you in. I don't like this. I feel like you just tap me in in a doubles match to play against The Undertaker. That could um, be. Yeah, it could be. Uh... uh, 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 uh you know what? Yes. No. Do I need to fill elevator music? Yes, you do. Do, do, do. Or Jeopardy. We could go Jeopardy music also. Do it. So, Nate, while, while Nate is uh, 
I was not figuring prepared out for you to rattle pick. off that fast. Now Nate, now that Nate is preparing for his pick, just remember NFL Mocks Podcast uh, on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you can find your podcasts. Except Spotify. Uh, not Spotify, but most in, in good spots. You can also get it on NFLMocks.com. Which is dumb. We do embed it there as well. So, you know, this is draft season. We're doing three, three uh, things a week. If you want to suggest a team we can fix or... A position we want to go through, combine previews are coming up, or you have a question, you know, drop it wherever. Drop it to us on Twitter uh, at NFL Mox. You could drop it to me at Jake NFL Draft. You can drop it to Nate at NateJW Sports. Um, so, yeah, make sure right. to, you know, know follow it. us there. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to the uh, mock draft right now. Home record, Davon Hamilton. Ohio Dude, State. okay. I'm so mad because he didn't make it to me at 146, and that's what I wanted. Yep. Dang that it. dude is big. He is really big, really big. And at the very least, he's big. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, he can eat space. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm you with got you. Edge rushers that we're confident in, so so we're here. I'm with you. Yeah, That's where we're at. See if you can get him to get two guys on him and eat double teams all day to make things easier. And I he's agree. smart, which is nice. He's played so long. He was four year guy. I yep. like it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it as well. All right, pick 208, seventh round. I'm going tight end. Devin Asiasi out of UCLA. I think he can be great working up the seam. I think he might test really well at the combine, and he might shoot up boards, and he might not be here this late. When April rolls around, but he is now, and I took him there. Boom. I did not know that was how you Go said ahead. that name. All right. Pretty sure that's how you say it. I'm here for but it. But that's fine. I am. Oh, snap. I didn't realize Tipagala I was there. Um... There you go. No, I don't need that. <laughs> We're going to go back to the offensive line and take somebody okay. that... This one is a tough... He's not really a people mover. He's kind of like a box-out kind of guy. He could get a lot stronger, and he could do with a professional weight room kind of program here. Alex Taylor from South Carolina State. Oh. I haven't gotten to watch a lot of his... But here in this late stages, obviously seventh round, I'm okay with it because I think he could be one of those guys that if you have someone go down or at least for a little bit you need to fill in, he could slide in in the tackle spot. Yeah, he's got a lot of length. Obviously, he's a big, big dude. Yeah, he's vertically Um, built but not horizontally built. Right. Did you see – did you watch the the one-on-ones on the Senior Bowl website? Um, I haven't gone back in detail, but I remember seeing him. He landed his strikes really early, and he's got the length to keep those long arm guys, like from getting him off balance, which I think is really good. Did you mobility six is a little bit of concern? Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. I knew he was really big, but I didn't know he was six nine. I was going six eight. I thought he was. I thought he was six eight and three eighths. Is what I thought he was. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I thought that's what they measured him at. I'm not sure exactly, but. Yes. Draft network's a little goofy sometimes with updating it, but when you have like seven hundred prospects in there, yeah, I think I he might have been more than than six eight and a half. They might have rounded up. I don't know because I thought they had the the updated things in there from the Senior Bowl anyway. Okay, yeah. that's so that's my last it. pick. Okay, so we're gonna run through this really quick. All right, so my picks were Christian Fulton, Ashton Davis, KJ Hill, Kenny Willekes, McTelvin Agim, and Devin Asiasi. All right, my picks were Xavier McKinney, T. Higgins, Darrell Taylor, Shane Lemieux, Davon Hamilton, and Alex Taylor. And there you go, folks. Another we team have. rebuild. Another team rebuild. Oh, we no. fixed the Cowboys. You're going to win the Super Bowl in 2020. 
Byron Jones is going to have a defensive player of the year caliber year. In Miami. Yes. Okay. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, or in New Dallas. We don't know. You don't, we don't know yet, but he will somewhere. Mike McCarthy, going to be a great hire. Dak Prescott's coming back. Make sure that you tune in, Cowboys fans. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. Obviously. I think they tune in no matter what. They probably have one of the highest uh, TV ratings. They do. They do. So, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode um, of the NFL Mox Podcast. And uh, if you remember, I plugged pretty much everything uh, while Nate was picking his fifth-round pick for Dallas. Yeah. So, yeah. Follow NFL Mox at NFL Mox. Pretty standard. Follow me, Jake, at uh, Jake NFL Draft. Follow Nate at NateJWSports. Anything, Nate, you want to say before we sign off? I am sorry. For? I don't know, but probably something will come up down the line. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> awesome. That was not even close to what I think you're... Whatever. Okay. guess that's the last time I'm asking Nate to do anything uh, as we <laughs> close the show, apparently. It's we'll always going to get more we'll, and more random. Don't worry. We'll try. Yeah. All right. We'll try again next time, and hopefully it'll be more random than that. Um, so, yeah. For us here at the NFL Mox Podcast, we will see you in the next one. Peace out. Bye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.